This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our weekly message. We praise God for those who tune in and listen to us on a weekly basis. And we always encourage you to share these messages with those, your loved ones, your friends. And we also encourage you to follow us, you know, on Facebook or on YouTube. You know, if you love these messages, them. But we pray that we are being a blessing to you. And we just thank you for listening. We've been talking about cultivating the heart of righteousness. Okay. Remember, we spent um, weeks talking about how righteousness is a gift. It is a gift given to us um, by what Jesus paid for on the cross. So the moment you become saved, you have been made righteous. So you don't have to earn your righteousness. It is a gift. It's like salvation is a gift. Well, salvation is a gift. And part of that gift is righteousness. Matter of fact, everything that God gave us is a gift. It has been given to us freely. We didn't have to earn it. But now that you're saved and you understand I've been made righteous, okay, now that you understand that, okay, now I have to I have to cultivate or I have to develop or I have to grow in this righteousness because it's not enough just to say, you know, what to believe, okay, I'm righteous. Now we want to look the part. We want to look like what God says we are. So how do we do that? We talked about last week how to prepare y'all. We've been spending two weeks on that, preparing your heart. So how do you prepare? Well, part of preparing her is repentance. Repentance means change the way you think. So this is how you prepare your heart, okay? Prepare your heart, you know, for the righteousness. You have to prepare. Anything that you're going to grow, you have to be prepared. And we talked about the four different grounds as we read in Matthew's uh, chapter 13. We talked about the fellows um, by the wayside, stony ground. It fell among thorns, then we fell on good ground. So we have the four different grounds. And so how do you prepare your heart? Well, last week we also talked about prepare means to fix or to establish something. Means or means you have to have a made-up mind. And we talked about last week how most people, you know, it's not their intentions to do evil, but if you don't prepare your mind, well, you, you don't have a fixed mind on what you're going to do if you don't you know make your mind up that this is what you're going to do even when temptation comes and when trial you have to have a made-up mind the bible said that we talked about david's son rehoboam where the bible said that he was he became he became king he was king for like 31 years but he only was committed to god for three why because the bible said his, he didn't prepare his heart for God. So maybe you're falling. You keep making mistakes because you haven't had made your mind. You haven't fixed your mind. You haven't established um, your mind. We're talking about, remember, repentance means change the way you think. So your mind is not made up that you're going to serve God. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean you're never going to make any mistakes? No. But because, you know, David made mistakes but david if you read this read david's life david never made the same mistake twice okay once he failed his mind was fixed and he understood what he had to do how to do and david never made the same mistakes twice according to the bible for what i for what i've read and what i've studied and so this is the thing about preparing your heart 
when your heart is fixed, you may make a mistake, but you once you make the mistake and you learn from your mistakes, then you fix your mind, you fix your thoughts, and you know what? I'm not gonna make this mistake again because I understood what I did to make that mistake. And I'm taking the necessary steps to make sure I don't make the mistake again. So I'm preparing my heart so that the word of God can get in and I can grow fruit. Because that's what we're talking about, growing fruit. So tonight we're going to talk about um, plants. So it says not only do we have to prepare to cultivate a heart for of righteousness, we got to prepare, but we also have to plant. Okay, so so there, remember we talked. There's four things you have to do to, to cultivate or grow in this righteousness that God given us. The first one is plant, which means renew your mind, change the way you think, fix your mind, establish your mind, and make your mind up that you're going to serve God, that you're going to do the right thing. The second is plant. Okay, so now understand we're coming from. A, I'm giving you a picture of a farmer planting. And that's what uh, Matthew chapter 13 does. It gives us a picture. Jesus do, talks about this parable of a farmer planting. planting. So it gives an agriculture a illustration of how to put, cultivate your heart. So the second one is plant. We got to plant. So in, in, this, in the parable of the sower, which we read, it says the seed represents the word of God. And it is the seed of the word that we are looking to plant deep into our hearts. So now you want to plant the word of God. So let's go to Matthew. I just want to read a little bit of this. Um, Matthews chapter 13. And I'm going to read it from a New Living Translation. Remember, it talks about in chapter, I'm just going to start with verse 3. It says, he told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one it says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. And as he scattered them across the field, some fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Others fell on shallow soil with underlying rocks. OK, the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon withered under the hot sun. And since they did not have deep root, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. And in verse 9 says, and anyone whose ears to hear should listen and understand. So he talks about these different grounds planting in those grounds and it goes on to tell you what happens when you plant in those grounds the next week i'm going to go into jesus is going to explain what each ground does and i'm going to get into that next week so i'm not going to get it but we're just talking about you plant the word of god into your heart the seed is it is the seed of the word that we're looking to plant in our hearts so you got to plant the word planting this seed involves regular exposure to the word of God. Okay, so this is what planning is. Planning is I'm exposing myself to the word of God. And the question I ask you now, how much, how much exposure are you getting? You know, are you putting yourself or exposing yourself to the word of God? 
just like a seed. A seed has to be exposed to the sun. It has to have water. It has to have all. It has to have. It has to be, have access to those things in order for it to grow. So if you plant a seed and it does not have the exposure to those things, then it's not going to grow. Same thing with you. If you're not exposing yourself to the word of God on a consistent basis, you're not going to grow in this righteousness that, that God has given us. So the seed, planting the seed involves regular exposure to the word of God, hearing the word preached on, on the Lord's day, working through a Bible study with a small group. And of course, consistently reading the scriptures on your own are ways to plant the seed of word in your heart. So it gives us, these are the ways we do this and we can't neglect these things. I mean, you got to have a ministry that you go to. Where do you go to church? Where do you fellowship at? Hear your pastor, the man and woman of God, the priest of word. This is what we're talking about. Expose yourself. This is how you grow in this righteousness. It says a Bible study with a small group. Okay, this is this is a way. Then you have to constantly read the scriptures on your own. You take time, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you on your own personal time. Okay, this is how we do. This is how we expose ourselves to the Word of God, so the Word of God can grow, so we can grow in this righteousness, and God. As and as God's word is planted in a responsive heart, it begins to grow. As we are conformed to it, it begins to produce righteousness in our hearts and godly character in our lives. So this is why you got to prepare yourself. So once you prepared your heart, once you've had a, you've made your mind up that you're going to do the right thing for God, okay. And that's what he said: a a ground that has nothing in it. Remember the fertile ground, which it, it produced 630, 600 fold. It had no contaminations in it. This is what we call a responsive heart. Now your heart is ready to respond to the things of God. This is once that, that, that seed is planted to a fertile ground, once the word of God is planted to a responsive heart, because you have to respond to the word of God. God's not going to make you. Okay. You have to respond to the word of God as you read it, as you allow the Holy Spirit to speak. You have to respond because what we have free will. God's not going to force you. So you have to respond to it. It's, it begins to grow. So a responsive heart is a heart that's going to grow. You're going to grow in this righteousness. It says as you conform to it, remember, uh, Romans 12 and 2, be conformed, be transformed by the renewing your mind. Uh, you being conformed to where well, you allow the word of God to conform you, it's going to produce righteousness. Okay, it's going to produce righteousness and godly character in your life. And this is what we want. We want to look like God says who we are. It's important. It's just not enough. Like I said, just to say, well, I've been made righteous and we can shout over that. We can have a good time because what? Guess what? Jesus did it all. Okay. He did the work on the inside of you. Now you have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and allow him to grow in you this righteousness that has been given to you because we want to live a righteous life. We want to please God. That's number one. But number two, we want to 
have influence on people. So people will want this Jesus that we have. Otherwise, if, you, if your life looks like theirs, then they're not going to want Jesus. They're going to be turned off by Jesus. But we want to live this life that God has called us so we can reach the lost, reach people, and tell them about this wonderful Savior that we have. So I want to get in mostly now to Scripture tonight, Scriptures that really back up what I'm saying. And we're going to read Psalms 1, read the entirety of Psalms 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, nor stand around with sinners or join in with markers, but that they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked, for they are like worthless shaft scattered by the wind. So this is a song. It's talking about the joy of those who don't follow the wicked. So we don't want to follow the wicked. If you believe that you've been made righteous, okay, then you're not going to follow the advice of the wicked. You're not going to stand around with sinners and do their thing. Okay, it tells you it's not going to do it. It says, but you're going to delight in the law of the Lord, which is what it is the word of God. And so you're going to meditate on it day and night. Now that's what planting is. Any person, when you plant the word of God, you're going to meditate on it day and night. Otherwise you're going to be consistent as we name the, the things that you do. You're going to go to the ministry that God has led you to. You're going to go to Bible studies and small groups. You're going to read the word on your own. You're meditating on the word day and night. And it tells you, it gives an example of people who do this. It says, you're going to be like a tree planted by the river bank, planting fruit in its season. You're going to, otherwise, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. And this is what we want. It says, during David's time, when this was written, the only word of God the people had was what was called the law. And this was what we now know as the five books of the Bible. And that was Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. These scriptures were written by Moses and were all the scriptures that existed at the time. But now that we have the whole canon of scriptures, which comprised of the word of God, okay, so for us, David's statement here is not limited to just five books the first five books of the Bible, okay? David was placing a blessing on those who delight in the word of God and those who meditate in it day and night. So there's a blessing that come from people who meditate on the word of God. <coughs> Excuse me. If you meditate on the word of God day and night, there's a blessing attached to it. Okay, there's a blessing attached to it. See, a lot of times we don't want to read the word of God because we don't, we don't see what it's doing. But there's a blessing attached to somebody who met him with a God day and night. This goes along with what David wrote in Psalms 37 and 4. Okay. We could say, delight thyself in the law of the Lord is meditating in the word of God day and night. So Psalms 34, it says, you delight 
that says the Lord, he will give you desires of your heart. That's what the Psalm 37 says, okay? So when you're meditating, you're planting the word of God in your heart. This is what you're doing. Also, the same Hebrew word that is translated meditate in this verse was translated imagine in Psalms 2 and 1. Okay, so Psalms 1, it says, you. so when you're planting your word of God, check this out. This is interesting. When you're planting something, okay, it says you imagine yourself being what God says you are. Okay, now think about this now. Think about, think about now. If you if you go to the to the store and and pick up some some seeds, whatever seeds, you know, watermelon seeds or whatever, or any kind of seeds. Okay, when you pick up the package, okay, on the package they they show you a picture of what the seed looks like or what it's going to look like. Okay. So, other way, what? You there's that's the imagination. They give you a picture. When imagination means you see a picture of the image that you're supposed to be. And this is awesome because check check, guess guess what? God calls you right, He made you righteous. And so when we read the word of God, we meditate on the word of God, it says it, it gives us a picture of what we are to become as we plant to see the word of God in, in your heart. So if you if you need healing, you read healing scriptures and then you see yourself healed. See, isn't that, that's, look at how this works. But you have to be planting the word of God and meditating on it. And you'll be able to see yourself like the Bible says. Maybe you, you're not, seeing the righteousness down in your life because you can't see yourself righteous. Okay. Maybe religion have told you, well, you're never going to be perfect. You're always going to be this. and You're always going to be that. No, you have to see yourself like the Bible says. Jesus said we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. But if you can't see yourself like that, guess what? It's never going to happen. Not because that's not who you are. But it's because you can't imagine it. You have to allow your imagination to take work when you read the word of God. When God shows you yourself in the word of God of what you are, you have to see yourself as that. You have to see yourself healed, see yourself prosper, see yourself delivered, see yourself controlling your temper, see yourself uh, being married and being single, see yourself. Um, abstaining from sex until you get married. You have to see that. You have to see those things. See yourself being faithful to your spouse. See yourself as being a good employer. You see yourself as being a business owner. You have to see yourself. You have to visualize what the word of God says about you. See, that's powerful to me because if you can see it, somebody said a long time, you can see it, you can have it. And God already, guess what? Given us the victory. He's already given us. He's already given us righteousness, which is what we're talking about. Righteousness is a gift, but you have to see yourself right. If you don't see yourself righteous, you won't be righteous or you won't see the manifestation of that righteousness in your life. 
even though righteousness is only inside of you. Okay, and this is what's important. So you have to imagine yourself. So part of meditating is imagine, use your imagination. When you read the word of God, when God says about see yourself as what the word of God says about you. He said a tree planted by the river, the water has access to water that other trees have. Okay, so notice that it's planted by the rivers of the water. It's not in the water, but it's planted by it. And it grows. It said, therefore, a, a tree planted by the river will still produce fruit and not shed its leaves even during a drought. Because why it's planted by the river, even though it's hot, even though, you know, what the um, it's muggy and no rain is coming, but it's because it's planted by the rivers, it has access to that water of the rivers. And see, what is this saying about us? It's simply saying that when tough times come to you, because they will, they come. When tough, tough, tough times come to challenge your righteousness, when temptation comes to challenge your righteousness, when circumstances come in your life to challenge the and begin to question who you are okay you're not gonna you're not gonna cave in you're not gonna quit you're not gonna revert back to what you used to be no because the way i said this tree it produces fruit even in drought even in tough times and this is what um believer who is meditating and is planting the word of god in their life they're gonna still be successful or still maintain their integrity of who they are in Christ Jesus, even when temptation comes, they're still going to stand in righteousness. They're still going to do the right thing, even when temptation comes and tell them, you know what, you need to deviate from the word of God. You need to do what everybody else do. You need to do what the world is doing. No, you're going to stand firm. Why? Because you are a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. You're still nourished. You're not going to you're not going to quit. You're not going to cave in. So it says, likewise, whoever meditates in God's word day and night has access to a supply of God's spirit that those who do not focus on the scriptures don't have. Okay, so you're going to have, you're going to have a focus. You're going to have a supply of God's spirit the other people don't have. And maybe that's you. Maybe you don't have a, a ample supply of God's spirit flowing through you. Um, the word of God speaking to you. You know, because be quiet, because you're not meditating on the word. Maybe you, you don't have a focus like somebody else have. Because why? You're not focused on the scriptures. You see, this is what the scripture would do. The scriptures would teach teach you how to be focused. It will cause you to be focused and stand in righteousness, even in tough times. So that, this is what, what planting do. When you plant, it keeps you focused. The one who meditates in God's word day and night will bear fruit and laugh through hard times much better than those who do not devote themselves to the word of God in the same way. See, you're going to have something that everybody else don't have. And like I said, maybe that's you. Maybe you don't have the strength you need. Maybe you don't have the peace you need. Maybe you don't have the fortitude you need. Why? Wow. 
Why? Because you're not in the word. See, because here's the thing we need to understand. Let me say this to you. We we always praying for God um, to do stuff for us. Oh, Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me peace. Lord, give me patience. Okay. You know, Lord, give me, you know, um, the wisdom, you know, to do this. <laughs> give me more faith. <clears throat> give me more love. Okay. But see, here's what we're doing. We're praying wrong. Because his, guess what? God has already given us all these things. You may be saying, well, Lord, I want to be more righteous. I want to be more righteous and do the right thing. Well, he's already made you righteous. Well, you may be saying, well, what is the problem? Well, here's the problem. Because you're not meditating on the word day and night. You're not focusing on the word day and night. Because it says the one who meditates in God's word day and night will bear fruit and last through hard times. Much better than those who don't devote themselves to the word of God the same way. So if you're not devoting yourself to the word of God, you're not going to have the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and and the, the strength and the fortitude and the patience and the peace that somebody has who's doing that. Why? Because all these things that I just named comes from the word of God. You're begging for something that you already have. It's in the word. It's in the word. All these things, wisdom, strength, peace, you know, love, patience, gentleness, self-control. It's all in the word. Okay. And it's in you, that God placed in you. How you access it? By meditating the word of God and believing it and imagine what it all what it says about you. And I know this seems sounds so simple, but these are the things, and this is what the enemy want to do. The enemy want to make it seem like these things are so hard. Okay. But it's really simple. You already have what God's you're praying for. You have to access it through prayer and faith and believing and meditating on scriptures. So if you say if, if now if this is true, which it is, then this the reason enough to stay in God's word consistently. See, if you believe that, you believe this is true, and it is true, whether you accept it or not. But if you believe that this is true, this is reason enough for you to stay in the word of God. If you believe that, hey, when you read the word of God, I'm sowing seeds. I'm sowing seeds of righteousness, sowing seeds of whatever I need in the word of God. If you believe that, and you stick with it, this is this is reason enough to stick with it, to know that, you know what, this works. Hey, I got to stay, I got to stay focused. I got to stay in this. If you believe it, and it's true, you're going to find yourself getting stronger, getting wiser, getting more knowledge, and you're going to live this righteous life that God's called us to do. Here's the second scripture. Let's read Psalms 119 and 40. His, his song says, I love to obey your commandments. Renew my life with your goodness. See, he says, I love to obey your command. What is he doing? He's planting seed. He's planting seed in his heart. When you plant seeds, somebody who loves to obey God's commands means that, hey, when you he loves it because he's been planting the word of God in his life. 
And he said, you renew my life of goodness. See, when something is good, you know, guess what? You keep growing it, don't you? When you find a vegetable or a fruit that you love, you know what? You continue to plant that because, man, why? the more you plant, the more you're going to grow that fruit. And you, and you find out how good it is, how it's been a blessing to you, how it's given you nourishment and strength and the things you need. This is what Word of God gives us. It's good for us. Why not grow something that's good for you? You know, you grow some. He says, I long to obey your commands. Why? Because it was good for him. He says, you renew my life with your goodness. Let's read Psalms 37, 3 and 6. I read a little, a little part of it, but I'm going to read 3 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence ready in the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. I love that part where he says, remember, delight yourself in the Lord. When you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you're planting seed. You're planting seed. Okay. Planting seed. And he said you would get to give you desire of your heart. Now that scripture is not saying, here's what it's not saying. It's not saying that, hey, if I read scripture, meditate on scripture, God will give me everything I want. No, when you delight yourself in the Lord, okay, when you when you meditate in the scriptures, then your desires, God's desires rather, become your desires. Because if you have a desire that's not lined up with God's word, then as you get in his word, God, you're not going to want that anymore. You're going to want what God wants for you because you know he understands what's best for you. Okay. So, but it's talking about trusting the Lord and do good. Why well, I'm planting seed. I'm sowing seed. Okay, let's read Psalms uh, 119, 9-16. It asks the question, it says, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your command. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I recite aloud all the regulations you have given us. I rejoice in your law as much as in riches. I will study your commands and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Now listen to the language of this song. Listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he is all about planting the word. Listen to what he said. He said, I have hidden your word in your heart that I might not sin in. How do you hide the word in God's heart? By planting seed. Remember, when you plant seed, it gets it, you hide it in the ground. You can't see it once you plant it. And it's the same thing. When you plant the word of God in your heart, in your mind, okay, it's going, then it's going to produce fruit where you don't sin against God. He goes on and say, I praise you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. So part of planting, when you're planting, then God is teaching you. He's teaching you how to be righteous, how to live righteous, how to say the righteous thing. 
Then he's going to say, I, I recite aloud all your regulations you have given me. Recite now. Listen, what he's speaking it out loud. Remember, we talked about uh, in the last series about how you speak your righteousness, how you speak it out your mouth. What are you doing when you're speaking? You're planting seed. You're planting seed, the word of God, into your heart. He goes on to say, I rejoice in your laws as much as riches. See, when the word of God, when you meditate, when it becomes like riches, when you look at it as something that's going to produce a wealth in your life, a, a large supply. That's what he's talking about. He rejoiced. He said, I will, no, he said, I will study your command and reflect your ways. Studying, he's studying it. Then he said, I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Listen to the link. He's all these things. What is he doing? He's planting the word of God in his heart. And this is what we want to do. You got to plant. You got to spend time in God's word. So, so I ask, so ask God for his grace to help you. So you can't ask to say, you can't do something. Ask God to help you plant the word in your heart. Spend time planting the word of God. Understand that he, he, he is your shepherd. Remember, it is he who will enable you to hear. And it's he who will, who will cause it to grow. So guess what? So you're not going to cause the growth. God calls the growth. It says, be patient. His time is often not our time. So as you plant the word in your heart, and this is important, understand it is God who able you to hear because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and it's, it's him that's doing the growing. Know that a farmer, when a farmer plants a seed in the ground, okay, he does not, only thing he does is expose the seed with water and sun. That's his job. Okay, now when that seed comes up, that is, it, it is determined by the ground that it's in. Remember, so we talked about prepare. So if your heart is prepared, if your mind is prepared to receive the word of God, then the ground is going to call it to grow. But if, if the ground, we talked, we just read about the ground, the ground is not right. Okay, then you're not going to get the result. So guess what? So God is going to cause you to hear. He's going to cause you to grow. And so be patient because his time is not our time. Okay, so what am I saying? So, and I've done with this alpha. Sometimes I feel like I'm not growing as fast as I want to need to grow. Okay, I'm not growing as fast as I need to grow. You know what? I, you know, cause, because you may be praying for a certain thing. You may you say, hey, I'm believing God to help me do the right thing. And you may go out tomorrow and make a mistake. But don't get frustrated. Let me see. It says, plan to spend time in God's words daily. Okay, if you miss a day or two, don't be discouraged and definitely don't give up. Okay, just pick up where you left off. You don't have to be perfect in order to be persistent. Let me say it again. You don't have to be perfect in order to be perfect. Perfect. I mean, be persistent. This is key. Keep in mind that you may not see immediate results, but put your trust in the Lord. And his word, and he'd do it. See, I need to really go back to that because remember, his time is not your timing. 
but you just have to keep continuing to spend time in the word of God. Okay. I love this. If you miss a day or two, don't, don't get frustrated. And we do that. We miss a day or two and we beat ourselves up. And this is what the enemy want to do. He want to condemn you and say, well, you know what? You ain't going to keep this up. You're not going to be consistent. You don't miss two days in a row. That's fine. You're going to get better at that. Just pick up where you left off. Don't give up. That's the whole key is don't give up on planting the word, Ganya. You're going to see the results. You may not see it as fast as you want. Just pick up what you left left off. And let me say this again. I want to read it. It says, you don't have to be perfect in order to be persistent. You don't. See, we confuse perfection with being persistent. We're not talking, we're not, we're not striving for perfection. We're looking for consistency, being persistent and being dedicated to this righteous life God has called you to. Being persistent. Know that, hey, I am who God says I am. Be persistent. You don't have to push through some things because everything is not going to be easy. Okay. Just keep in mind, you're not going to see immediate results. You're not going to see every, everything is not going to be instantaneous. And not, a lot of times, and I'm guilty of that, I want results like yesterday. Okay, I want results like, okay, I want it right now. But sometimes you be, give yourself time. You have to work through some things. You and Sometimes it's a slow progress. It's like a seed. A seed, when you plant in the ground, okay, you're not going. You're not. You're not going to see it the next day. So when when you're on, if you need healing, read scriptures on healing. Now, it may take you a week. It may take you months. It may take you years to see the manifestation of it. But here's the key: don't give up. Believe that it's already done in Jesus' name. Just keep planting. Just keep planting whatever it is, righteous, whatever you, whatever you need righteous in, just keep sowing, find scriptures and keep sowing it and keep sowing it until you see the fruit of that thing that you believe in God for. But you got to keep planting. This is why planting is so important. So we, we prepare now that, you, now that your ground is prepared. Now we're planting and we're sowing. And we're sowing until we reap a harvest. This is what we're doing. Man, this is good. This is really good. I'm, I'm, and we're going to pick up next week. And next week, we're just going to go into Matthew chapter 13. And I just want to see how Jesus breaks this down. He gives the interpretation of this parable. But the key, the second thing is, the first thing rather is prepare your heart. If you want to grow in this righteousness, prepare your heart. The second thing is plant. Plant the word of God in your heart and water it with prayer and faith. And we're going to see fruit. We're going to see fruit. And this is what God wants us to see. He wants us to see fruit in our life. But you got to plant. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of you, we thank you for every ear that had listened to this message. We thank you, God, that 
revelation knowledge is flowing in every person that hears this word. I thank you, God, for the mindset to plant the word of God. Pray, God, that you would give them a, a mind to be consistent and continue to plant and continue to sow into the life of the things that's in the word of God, that they will begin to meditate on the scriptures and they will see results in the name of Jesus. That whatever they are believing you for, allow them, God, to use their imagination to see themselves like you see them. And God, I give you praise, God, for the manifestation for fruit growing in their lives and they plant and sow seeds of righteousness. And we thank you, God, for giving the increase because we know it's you that give the increase. And I give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Once again, we thank you for listening. We'll be back again with you next week. We're going to still continue on talking about planting. Planting this seed. We've already talked about prepare. We're going to continue on it about planting. The second component is planting. And we'll see you again next week. Once again, thank you and bye-bye.